Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, Greeny, rolling along here. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, gas on the Goodyear hotline. Real busy today. We'll do who you got coming up in this hour. I got a million things to get to here. I want to offer some congratulations to a close friend of mine who received an extraordinary honor uh, that you have heard about. But I also want to ask you if you know exactly where you were 41 years ago today. Now, in your case, that's an irrelevant question, right, Hembo? I was a spark in God's eye that's, at that point. That's correct. You are not 41 years old. Bob, are you 41 years old? I am not. Okay, so you don't apply here. Nuno, how old are you? 45? I am 45, so I was too young, obviously. Yeah. I was probably sleeping at that point. I guess I'm the only person in this room who remembers exactly where I was 41 years ago today when I heard these words. Yes, we have to say it. Remember, this is just a football game, no matter who wins or loses. An unspeakable tragedy confirmed to us by ABC News in New York City. John Lennon, outside of his apartment building on the west side of New York City, the most famous, perhaps, of all of the Beatles, shot twice in the back, rushed to Roosevelt Hospital, dead on arrival. Dead on arrival. 41 years ago tonight, Howard Cosell, during a broadcast of Monday Night Football, delivering the news that John Lennon was dead, which was stunning, I mean, shocked the entire world in a way that um, I'm not sure how many things could today. And, uh, and I remember it like it was yesterday. I was 12 years old. No, I was 13, I guess. I was 13. This is the end of the year. So I, I have turned already my age this year. I was 13 years old. And I was in eighth grade. And I remember going into school the following day and teachers were crying. Now, I was a Beatles fan. I, I knew the music I was too young to fully understand the magnitude of their importance, uh, which I have come to appreciate and adore now. Um, I, 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 I enjoyed the Beatles music as a kid. T- today, I love it. it. It is one of the most important things that I can think of in, 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 in sort of my cultural life, whatever the right word for this, for that. But anyway, I just thought I would uh, share that. For those of you who are old enough, I promise you remember. Like everyone right now who is at least my age is nodding. Oh, yes, I remember. Because that was also at a time, yeah, and Jonathan remembers, because everybody, everyone was watching the same stuff then. Like no one was, we weren't binging something on Netflix. (laughs) So when the game was going on, everybody in America was watching it. Everybody in America heard that John Lennon was dead from Howard Cosell 41 years ago tonight. Okay, uh, very quickly, if I may, I would like to offer congratulations to my good friend Tim Kirchin, who yesterday was given what is the highest award, the highest honor that a baseball writer can receive. Essentially, it is the equivalent of going into the Hall of Fame. He will be honored at the Hall of Fame uh, this coming summer for his lifelong service to the game of baseball. And um, I can't think of anyone who more richly deserves that. It's the award that used to be called the J.G. Spink Award. I, they've changed the name of it. It's the I, uh, Career Excellence Award now. Yeah, I didn't even know they had changed that. But, but, but it is the award Peter Gammons won, Jason Stark won, m- many of the guys that we know. Uh, I can't think of anybody who deserves it or who would appreciate it more than Tim Kirchin. There's no one I like talking about baseball history with more than Timmy. And I've known Timmy forever. I, I feel like I've known – I mean, I used to book him for the – talk shows this is how long i've known tim kirchin when i was a radio producer in chicago in the early 90s i used to book him 
Like I would call him. He, we had his number and I would call him to come on our talk shows. And so when I got to ESPN, I introduced myself to him and said, uh, Tim, I'm, I, 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 you don't know who I am, but I used to call you and put you on the talk shows in Chicago. And he would come on, was always so delightful and gracious. He is exactly what you think he is. Uh, and Hembo, you know him a little bit, right? I mean, he, he seems so nice on the air. He is that. He's genuinely that nice and friendly of a man. But, but the, my favorite story, and I'll just tell it quickly about Timmy, is August of 2000, he was hosting Mike and Mike with me. Golik was off that day, and Tim is in studio hosting with me. And my wife, Stacy was pregnant, eight months pregnant at that time with our first child. And I was talking to Tim. His kids were young then. And I remember I said to him, you know, we're having a baby. We were just getting to know each other, you know, beyond just saying hello. And I told him my wife is having a baby. I'll never forget what he said to me. He said to me, you can't go wrong either way with, with the gender. He said to me, Greeny, every man should have a daughter and every man should have a son. And I understand that isn't possible for every man and, and, and it is not. But I can tell you now that I have a daughter and a son. I understand exactly what he was saying. And I've never forgotten that conversation. So Tim, if you're listening, uh, our most heartfelt congratulations from all of us here. I can't think of anyone who deserves this more, or as I said, who will appreciate the magnitude of it more. So good for him. He is richly deserving. That said, the sport that he covers and loves is a shambles. The front page of MLB.com is an embarrassment. Hembo and I looked it up this morning. What is the lead article on MLB.com today? Hembo. It is entitled, When the Braves Became the Bees. How is bees spelled? B-E-E-S. When the Braves Became the Bees. In very, very, very brief description. What the hell is that about? When signing Babe Ruth didn't pan out, the Boston Braves weren't left with many options to build buzz around the ballpark, so they changed their name to the bees. That's a thing? It is not only a thing, it is the headline story on MLB.com. That happened in the late 19-teens, yes? <laughs> what year was he traded to the Yankees? <laughs> no, this, was, this, is late. this is late Babe Ruth. So, like, this is Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth ended his career with the Boston Braves. So that we're talking about like the, uh, like the Oh, the Boston season. Braves. That's right. Yes. We're not talking about the Red Sox. We're talking about the Boston right. Braves. But I'm sorry. So. so this would be the 30s, the mid-30s. Mm-hmm. So what you're telling me is that a story about something that took place that no one in their right mind cares about anyway... Mm-hmm. That took place in the mid-30s. So what is that, 90 years yeah, ago? Yeah, 1936, the Boston Braves became the Boston Bees. And you can read all about it today. Read all about years it. Ago. That's 85 years ago. And so when this first <laughs> came up last week, we asked aloud the question, is this a legal issue? Because baseball seemed to be implying that they had to take mm-hmm. every shred of evidence that there is such a thing as a current Major League Baseball player off of their website. And... I I wanted to be careful about being critical of them because I'm not a lawyer or a legal analyst or scholar. So for all I knew, that was right. We can't find anyone who thinks that was right. So we've got some responses. Dave Leach, who's a professor at Brooklyn Law School and and a regional director, former regional director for the National Labor Relations Board, said, quote, I can't think of anything, meaning any reason why they're not allowed to put this up there. He said, I've never seen a case which had similar facts. I was there for 45 years. Jason Wojciechowski, who's a lawyer at Bush Gottlieb, said, quote, it's a little bit of a mystery why they think this is somehow required legally. I don't know what aspect of the law they think they'd be in violation of. 
A labor and history professor at Illinois, Daniel Gilbert, said, it seems to be such a foolish strategy. By scrubbing the images from the website, they're making one of the union's fundamental arguments for them. I think the union is on solid ground by arguing that you can't have something called Major League Baseball without the players who make it happen. So unless there's something totally on that all these people are missing, they didn't have to do this. They just chose to. I'm floored by this, even for even by the standards of this labor relation or these relationships. This strikes me as beyond the pale. They these two sides hate, hate each other. If you've not followed this closely over the last few years, this has been building. But right now, like they're in a rock fight and each side is willing to do literally whatever to undermine the other. And so what Major League Baseball is electing not to do during this time is market its sport at all. Uh, at home, during the afternoons, I often have the MLB Network on. That's what I like to watch in the afternoons. They have some decent afternoon shows. Except for the fact that now, when talking about active players, there is no video and no pictures of them there either. Major League Baseball, their network, is right now showing like old baseball games and doing like essentially a little radio on TV stuff without showing anything visually. For months, they're just shutting down their sport in this sense, not promoting the players at all, and there's no legal reason we can tell that they're doing so. And, and the answer to it strikes me as really confusing because everyone's objective here should be, and clearly is, that the sport will come back and these players will represent it on the field again. Whatever arrangements are made legally or, or monetarily, fiscally, financially, between now and then, the sport's not going away forever, and this same collection of human beings is going to come back and wear these uniforms. These are the same guys these owners just paid $2 billion to as quickly as they could to get it in under the wire <laughs> before they could scrub their images from their own websites and television network. Someone explain to me how this makes sense. It doesn't make any sense, but when emotions are involved... It doesn't make sense. I was listening to Buster Olney's podcast yesterday in which he did have Tim on to congratulate him about the Hall of Fame. And then they talked about this labor stuff. And both of them, very obviously informed and connected within the league, are painting a gloomy picture. If you're a baseball fan, like I am, buckle up. This is not going away because the emotion right now running between these two sides is so bad. Andrew Miller, who's like essentially the head of the players, did not speak in the last meeting between the two sides. He's running the thing. It, it, they could not be in a worse position heading into the new year. Was that the seven-minute meeting? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was that day, yes. So they're in rough shape, man. They're in rough shape. Seven minutes. Seven minutes. They spent seven minutes. They spent less time than Taylor Swift spent singing about Jake Gyllenhaal. That's where they are. They're, they're at the stage in the divorce where they're more worried about getting their own stuff than they are about saving the kids or anything else big picture. It's like, who's getting the lamp? Who's getting the couch? That's where they are right now in their stage. See, but that's such a terrible strategy, and I will tell you why. Mm. Because divorces are forever, right? If you and I are getting a divorce, we have no intention of ever being married again. But these two sides are assured of being married again. Mm -hmm. They will come back together again at some point, some way. And they... they I, 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 no, this is a disaster. This is a disaster that is going to... I don't exactly know how long it's going to play out, but it's even worse than I thought. Greeny, the podcast. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So we just came across something kind of interesting, by the way. And Bubba and Nuno, you guys are working on it now. So I was just flipping through. We're in a break here and I had nothing else to do. So I, I went on Instagram Reels, you know, and I'm just watching people dance. I enjoy that. It's sort of fun. And I came across one where there is like this little, it seems to be an app where people look into the phone and it tells them how old they appear. So I said to Hembo, let's do that. So Hembo downloaded the app and he got an age. Then I did it and I got an age. Then we got Nuno and Bubba doing it now. And let's see how we do. Uh, Bubba, have you guys done it? Are you doing it? What's we're, happening? We're, we're working on it here. What, is, what does that mean? What, you're, you're doing it right now? You're looking at it? Have you got the app? We're, we're, we're downloading. We're still in the downloading process. Okay. And Nuno, how about you? I'm trying to download this app here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys sound very old. <laughs> yes. You said, you got, here, here was my prediction. My prediction is that the app is going to tell me that I look younger than Bubba or Nuno. Now, I knew I wouldn't look younger than Hembo. Hembo looks 16. Mm. So, Hembo, you are actually how old? I'm 31. And the app told you you were how old? 29. Okay, so that's pretty good. I would have thought even younger. Now, I'm not going to tell you how old the app thinks I look. I want to hear how old the app thinks Nuno looks and Bubba looks. And my prediction is the app is going to think both of them are older than me. <laughs> I can see Nuno staring into his phone. Do you have it done yet or no? Why does it keep bouncing around? So well, tell me what 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 age range it's bouncing around in. So it's telling me right now I look forty three. Forty three, yes. and you are actually forty five. Not bad. Okay, that's not bad. Pretty good. Uh, okay, I'm willing to live with that. You look like a forty three year old version of Kim Jong Un. I'm good with that. <laughs> Bubba, how about you? Have you got yours done? Bubba seems to now be standing up, from what I can tell. That's a flattering shot we have up on the TV, by the way. It's just his midsection. Um, but have you, were you able to do your face? Yeah, I, I mean, because the same thing with Nuno. It keeps getting different numbers, so I'm trying to... How old actually are you, Bubba? He's frozen in time because he's trying not to move because he wants I'm, just to give I'm, him one I number. I just got... Hold on. 32. 32. Wow. And you are how old? 37. Okay. So I was off by a little. I thought it would tell me that I looked younger than both of them. This app told me I look 36. Ooh. 36 what were for you the doing Green at Man. 36 how about that? What were you doing at 36? Do you know how old I actually am? Uh, like 60? <laughs> you don't really mean it. Do you, you, you actually know how old I am or not? I think that you're in your early 50s. I'm 54. 
Okay. And I look 36. How about that? That's I feel pretty good wow. about that. I like this. Tell me the name of this app. This I, would, is, I would like to promote this, this app. Is, this, is the, this is the Age-O-Meter I like app. the app. I'm a big fan of the app. I don't know how they do this, but whatever it is, I'm a fan. Everyone do that. Are you, surprised by, either, are you surprised by either Bubba or Nuno's Yes, outcomes? I think I look much younger than Bubba. <laughs> I, I think right now, if you just met me and Bubba at the same time, you tell me you would not think I was younger. I mean... It'd be close. It would be awfully close. I'm getting some 20s readings in here. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, you, would be, you would be brothers Stop giving peers. your phone to other people over there. I don't know what, what it is that you're doing over there. All right, let's get on to some other things here. I got an interesting... I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? Panthers coach Matt Rule said in a press conference that he planned to fire as offensive coordinator Joe Brady on Saturday, but, quote, Brady wasn't available to meet. <laughs> What the hell does that mean? <laughs> what you're a football coach? What are you doing that you're not available to meet? I understand that it is the bye week, but if you're the offensive coordinator of a football team and the head coach calls you and says we need to get together today, and you say I got a lot of stuff going on, Matt, I'm not going to lie to you, but I've got a mani pedi scheduled at noon. Um, you know, we want to watch the last episode of Dope Sick today. Um, what is he doing that he doesn't have time to go get fired? During the season. I feel like this is like Costanza, though. Like, right. if, if he just kept pushing it off, would Rule just sort of let him come in? <laughs> like, what if he just like, nope, can't do it today. Can't do it today. Can't do it today. And then if he just showed up Sunday, would he have let him coach? That's actually brilliant. See, this is why Bubba is a genius and a youthful-looking one at that. Because <laughs> that, I think, is – I've got the soundbite here. Let's hear exactly what Matt Rule said. Planned on meeting with Joe on Saturday. Uh, he wasn't available Saturday, so I sat, to, sat down with Joe yesterday on Sunday. What? Uh, informed what? him uh, that I was going to go in a different direction, uh, that, that I was going to you know, relieve him of his duties as offensive coordinator. What does that mean? Why he did, wasn't available well, on Saturday. Why did he feel the need to include that in his answer? Did someone ask him about the day specifically? Well, so, yes. Yeah, so so before that, he was talking about, oh, I told you guys after our last game because uh, that I was going to take some time and figure out, you know, watch some film, watch some practice film, and figure out what I was, what the next step was. So, and then that's when he gets into, oh, I couldn't get a hold of him on Saturday. <laughs> he wasn't available. Planned on meeting with Joe on Saturday. Uh, he wasn't available Saturday, so I said to. Set- he wasn't available Saturday. Like I don't really. What would I have to be doing? I, I don't. I don't know exactly what the equivalent relationship is here jimmy pataro was the president of espn if he called me on one of my days off let's say that you know he gave the coaching staff the weekend off because it's their buy if he called me on a day off and said greeny i need to meet with you it's really important like we need to get together today this is a priority what would i have to have planned <laughs> that i wouldn't go do it i don't think i think he was probably trying to ghost him like bubba suggested if joe brady knows if joe brady knew he might get fired that's when you don't pick up the phone call no matter what you have planned so we think that's it we think that, but, but i mean i get it george costanza might actually think that he will parlay this into keeping the job <laughs> but i have to believe joe brady recognized if he wants to fire me he's going to fire me Maybe whether so. he does it today or tomorrow who knows but that's my i agree with bubba that should have tried it just kept going yeah he should have oh not available today out. coach sorry mm-hmm. If he just like 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 blocks his phone number and just shows up, but then avoids him in the building, sure. Like Matt and just sends, shows up ready to call plays next Sunday. <laughs> That's exact. I mean, I I think there's there is actually sort of a very subtle genius to this thinking. <laughs> um, it obviously didn't work out. That said, how fascinating is that? Joe Brady was the hottest candidate for every coaching job in the world. Led LSU to that unbelievable season. LSU, how about this? 
LSU has the greatest season of all time, literally the greatest college football season of all time, that ends less than two years ago today, calendar-wise. Their head coach and their offensive coordinator have both been fired since then, one of them from an entirely different job. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, people at LSU think that Joe Brady is as responsible, if not more responsible, for the success of that team than Ed O. So he got that job in Carolina. It's considered like this prodigy. And last year, they had four different players produce 1,000 yards from scrimmage, and none of them were Christian McCaffrey. So this was like a... This, I don't know whose stock you know, could have possibly dropped more over the last year than Joe Brady, but this was stunning news to me. I, I, I'm, I'm, here's the other question. If they had known, if LSU had known this was going to happen... Would they have hesitated before hiring Brian? I mean, how good is Joe's accent? <laughs> that, that's the point. How Southern is Joe Brady? I, does anyone know that? I, I've never talked to Joe Brady. Do we know that he has the appropriate accent or at least can pretend to? <laughs> <laughs> he's, from, he's from Miami Lakes, Florida. So, so they yeah. don't, they, that's not an accent kind of place. No, it's not. But, but it is, it's, it's south of the Mason-Dixon He's line. won there before. They love him at LSU there. That's an interesting question. Yeah, Marcus loves him, RC. All those guys will always be sort of indebted to him. I, 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 one way or another, yeah. it just is sort of, I find fascinating the idea that the coach wanted to fire his offensive coordinator, but the offensive coordinator was not available to meet. All right, we will do Who You Got as we continue in a moment. Bubba takes center stage. Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Uh, Listening to John Lennon music all day long again today, the 41st anniversary of the tragic murder of um, the legendary former Beatle. And so we talked about that earlier today. As we continue to come to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17, is this a song you know? This is a song called Imagine. You, you do know the song? I've Imagine? never heard this song, no. You have never heard the song Imagine? This song right now you're playing is, <laughs> Sorry, is, famous, what was is that? a famous song. Is it a famous song? Yeah, I'm asking an honest question. Is this a famous oh song? Oh, my God. It is a ridiculously famous song. Like famous like, like I should I, it's I like should one definitely of the have most it. famous songs in history. It is famous like if you were a human being on this planet, you should know it. That's what it's famous like. I, I don't even know what else to tell you. <laughs> Jonathan is incredulous on the camera. <laughs> it, 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 this was after his Beatles career. This is just a John Lennon song mm-hmm. and a great song. This is where he says, imagine no possessions. Imagine there's no heaven. I always heaven. confuse John Lennon with the astronaut. Who, who is, is that? John Glenn? John th- Glenn? Maybe. I don't know why. I always... You confuse John Lennon with John yeah, Glenn? Yeah, like same period of time. Like Can they... we just get, sit this guy down? I, seriously, I, I, I don't. I don't know if these conversations are interesting to others because they don't know you as I know you, but the, the, I, I have to believe that anyone is fascinated to know that you have difficulty pinpointing which one John Lennon was. Like, which, which one is John Lennon again? Like, most people don't say that. Most people who aren't even Beatles fans or are much too young to have appreciated the Beatles. I'm too young. The Beatles broke up when I was two. But I know who they are. 
And I know who John Lennon was. Isn't there a famous Russian Lennon as well? Like, I'm confused by all this. <laughs> You're making this up now, No, right? no, no, no. I'm not making stuff up. Yes, there was a there was a a, the, a prime minister. Was the, it? Law, well, I don't know what they called him in those days. Chancellor. But before before Stalin, there was Lenin. Vladimir yes. Lenin. Yes. These are different people. Those are. <laughs> this is the prime minister of the Soviet Union. Those are ve- those are very much different people. Imagine. Yes. All right. In 30 seconds, we will do who you got. I, I, I almost feel like I need to eject you forcibly from the room. Uh, we will do who you got after this word from ZipRecruiter. If you're a business owner, it can be tough to hire top talent for your team, especially when you're competing with other businesses to find the right people. So how can you get the hiring edge? ZipRecruiter. Next key marketing manager, Erin Harchie, loves ZipRecruiter's invite to apply. She says, they get my job posting in front of the right people. I instantly see great candidates and I can invite them to apply to my job. See for yourself. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. You can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right. I'll say it. Who you got? I think that there are probably, as I bring Bubba in here, I I think that there are probably a lot of people who listen to this show who think that Hembo has to be putting this on, right? Like, like... You have to know him the you way we think, know him yeah. to know he's not kidding. He doesn't know the song Imagine. He can't really pick. He couldn't pick John Lennon out of a lineup. If I showed you a picture of like five people, you couldn't tell me which one was John Lennon? It depends what the other four people looked like, but probably not. I mean, if, you, if, <laughs> if you, the other if you, four people were just other human beings. If you lined up John Lennon, John Glenn, and Vladimir Lennon, I would have a one in three chance of identifying. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. I'm not kidding. Why? Because Why do you not thing, know what he looked because like? Because the only thing I know about is sports. That's, all, that's the only thing that I know about, with rare exception. That, that really is astonishing. I'm not exaggerating for effect. I'm being truthful. All right. Let's you to be truthful, don't you? I do. Maybe in this case, a little less so. <laughs> let's go to who you got. This is where Bubba has a series of fascinating questions for us. Take it away, Bubs. All right. Who you got brought to you by Granger. And the Ravens and Cowboys both lead their divisions right now at eight and four. Either, neither, or both will win their division by the end of the year. Who you got? Okay. So one of them is easy. I believe Dallas will win their division. I, 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 I. I'm trying to make a big deal this week out of this game against Washington because it is a big deal because that object in their rearview mirror is suddenly a lot closer than it certainly appeared it would ever be. But I have to believe that the Cowboys talent and everything else is going to win out. Let's put it this way. If they don't win the division, I I can't even fathom what that would be. I think it might actually be the biggest of all the disappointments they've had since, you know, the Aikman era and all of that. But I believe they will. I've changed my mind on the Ravens. And, Hembo, you're the reason why, and I'll tell you the answer to this. Yesterday, I would have said to you, I don't believe the Ravens are going to win that division. But today on Get Up, we did a segment in which we all picked a winner. And you asked me, Greeny, I need a winner from you for the division. So I went and looked at all of their remaining schedules. Every team in that division has a brutal remaining schedule. The Bengals is brutal. The, the Steelers is brutal. The, the, Ra- um, the Ravens is brutal. All of them are brutal. So as I looked at it, I thought to myself, they're all going to lose so many games and then they're going to play off against each other. I'm just taking the team with the lead. (laughs) I I literally just picked them because they're ahead and they have a little breathing room, not a lot of breathing room, but they're a game ahead of the Bengals. So I decided to go with them. So my answer to your question, Bubba, is both. I am predicting the Cowboys and the Ravens 
will win their divisions by the time it's all said and done. What's next? All right, there are seven first-year head coaches in the NFL. We had Staley, Meyer, Sirianni, Campbell, Smith, Sala, and Cully. Do you think any are in danger of a one-and-done season? Who I, got? I do, I do. So let's go through them again. Give, give me, Just say the name again. Staley. Okay, so definitely not Brandon Staley and the Chargers. Uh, he's well liked, well regarded. I've got some. I think they may make may make some changes on the offensive coaching staff, but he's definitely safe. Who's the next one? Urban Meyer. No, I I, I don't think he's going to get fired. Um, and he's not going to leave for a college it's job now either. It's too late, for, anywhere, too late right, for that. Yeah, yeah, there were opportunities available if that was going to happen. So no, I think he will be back next. Nick Sirianni. He's not going anywhere. Next, Dan Campbell. Um, you no. love Dan Campbell. He's, I love Dan Campbell. I, I think mean, he got a big contract too. I yeah, think. no, they, to, they love him there. I love him. I, I can't imagine any. I mean, I know they're going to go like one fifteen and one or something like that. But <laughs> no, I do not think they'll make a change there at all. Nor, and they certainly should not. Who else? Arthur Smith. Yeah, no. I mean, that's been a terrible. Like they made. Look, I love Matty Ice, but at the end of the day. The decision to draft Kyle Pitts and not restart the quarterback clock, how does that look Disaster. Now? I mean, just, just right? Disaster. Terrible. Uh, having Kyle Pitts on that team is like having really fancy rims on a car that has no engine. <laughs> like, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's right. So, I, I think that – I don't think he's going to – he's definitely not going to get fired, though. So, uh, there was one in there that I, I was thinking might, but now I can't think of who oh, it was. Yeah, last two are Robert Sala. He's not going to get fired. And the last <clears> one is David Culley. Oh, yeah. So Houston's tanking. I mean, they just <laughs> thorough tanking. And that was a job nobody wanted. And so depending on what they wind up doing, it would be thoroughly unfair to him. But could I see them starting over again with someone different? I, I don't think that's inconceivable. Could you see that, Hembo? Uh, it's not inconceivable, but I think it's unlikely. They have, I think, a multi-year rebuild on their hands. It, it would, yes, it would be totally unfair to him. So uh, my, that was a very long way of getting to the answer. I think all of them will be back. It's Greeny. It's Bubba. It's who you got. What's next? Uh, we talked yesterday about Belichick Brady in the Super Bowl. We'd all love to see it, and I'm sure the NFL would too. If that's not an option, what's the second best option for the Super Bowl if you were picking who you got? I think it would be one of two things. I think there's a part of me that would like to see. See, Mahomes isn't holding up his end of the bargain. But I think Mahomes against Rodgers mm. would be a really good Super Bowl. I mean, to see those two quarterbacks going head-to-head, I think would be a lot of fun. The other option is, I mean, getting the Cowboys in there would obviously be unbelievable. Just the, the that would be, and I know, Bubba, obviously, it would be your dream come true. And just the amount of options, the well, amount of... The NFL, would, if the Cowboys are in the Super Bowl, the NFL would love that. They'll love it, yeah, of course. And, and so who would be the dream matchup for them? Like what would be the, the best matchup? Cowboys-Patriots, we've seen that game already this year. Um, what would be the best matchup? The AFC is just so tough. To me, to me if it's not going to be the Patriots, it would be Kansas City. Oh. So I guess Cowboys-Chiefs, uh, yeah. so, something like Cowboys-anyone <laughs> would, right. be, would be the second best option. And then Rodgers versus Mahomes, from a football fan standpoint, I think would be really fun to watch. Bubba, what's next? All right, Brian Kelly left Notre Dame for LSU, and Notre Dame is staying in-house with Marcus Freeman. If you had to pick one to win a national championship first, who you got? Hmm. So is it, the, the, the question you have to answer is, is it easier to get into the playoff from Notre Dame or from LSU at this point? I mean, 
Kelly got them there a couple of times. They were one ball bouncing their way on the last weekend away from getting in this year. They finished five, right? I mean, they were, yeah. if Cincinnati had lost or if Alabama had lost to Georgia, they'd have been in now. So Notre Dame, I think it's, I think it's easier to get in at Notre Dame than it is to win the, 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 the SEC East and, and then, um, excuse me, the SEC West and then, and then win the SEC championship. Look, I, I, don't, I think it's not fair to sell Brian Short. Look, we've, we've had a lot of fun at, at his expense because of the accent and everything, but this is a, an, an elite-level college coach going to an elite-level program. I think we have to say, why are you laughing like Because that? I was imagining Marcus Freeman at his introductory presser doing all of that with an Irish accent. And I'm just, <laughs> I, I, that would have been, that's what I wanted. But I do think that your logic is correct here. Everyone loves him, by the way. Yeah. And, and, I mean, it's, very, it's easy to see why. Mm. So there's a part of me that wants to say him. Like, there's a part of me that wants to see that. The other thing to factor in here is that I think they're going to expand this thing at some point soon. So both maybe have the easiest path to get in. So then you ask yourself, are you going to get better players at LSU or at Notre Dame? And I think the answer is LSU. That's right. So I think the answer to your question, Bubba, is Brian Kelly. Uh, it's uh, who you got here on ESPN Radio. What's next? All right, who you got? Brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. And 234 years ago yesterday, I'm sure you were aware, Delaware became the first state to ratify the Constitution. Great job by them. Who you got as your favorite state to visit in this country? See, I'm just fascinated by the question. I- I'm fascinated by how you got from Delaware being the first state to ratify the Constitution to your favorite state to visit. I just think that the, the, there's a certain genius in the way that Bubba's mind works that I, I personally find very interesting. Having said that, my favorite state to visit by far is Colorado. I talked about this many times on the air. It's where I plan to retire to someday. I love it there. I love it in the winter. I love it even more in the summer. The, the expression that the people that I know there like to use is you come to Colorado for the winters and you stay for the summers. So it is, it is my absolute intention to live there someday, and it is my favorite state to visit. Uh, Bubba, what's next? All right, 98 years ago yesterday, Ted Knight was born. And uh-huh. oddly enough, he was actually born in Terryville, the town right next to Bristol. He was born in Connecticut. The town, really? The town right next to us in Bristol. How many One years ago? Over, 98 years ago. If Ted Knight was alive, he'd be 98 years yeah, old? Yeah, he died in 1986. I didn't realize he died that long ago. He huh. was 62 when he died. Great guy. Who you got? When you say it, great guy, yeah. I mean, did, did you know him? Oh, yeah, of course. You and, we, we you and Ted back. hung yeah, out? we went way back. Okay. So more importantly, who you got as your favorite Judge Smells line from Caddyshack? Uh, I, so... I love that movie. I've made no secret of it. Now, Ted Knight is is probably best known, I, I think, for the Mary Tyler Moore show, right? Like, probably, I, I think yeah, he's I better think so. known for that than he is. You have no idea what we're even talking about, do you? <laughs> no chance. Hambo. No, I do not. Okay. Do you know who Mary Tyler Moore is? Yes, that, that, that is a famous person. Okay, go on. N- not as ask, famous as John Lennon, but okay. She had, yeah, she had her own show. But very famous. She had her own we established that. And so he played a news anchor named Ted Baxter, who is one of the great characters of all time. Long before, well, let's put it this way. I've never asked Will Ferrell this question, but I wonder how much of Anchorman he sort of was inspired by the Ted Baxter character, who was unbelievable. But can I play the soundbite here? Because I, I, I had seen yep, this question. Good, yep. I'm allowed to play it. Okay. This is, it's not one of the best known Judge Smale's lines, but it is my favorite. There's a lot of, uh, well, badness in the world today. I see it in court every day. I've sentenced boys younger than you to the gas chamber. 
didn't want to do it, felt I owed it to them. I've sentenced men younger than you to the gas chamber, <laughs> didn't want to do it, felt I owed it to them. That's a great line. That's, That's a very one. underrated, hilarious line <laughs> uh, from Ted Knight. Um, and that is my favorite line from Judge Smales and Caddyshack, although you could pick 20 others yeah. and not be wrong. That movie may have a greater percentage of unforgettably funny lines. Like I'm not saying it's the funniest movie ever, but of lines that are instantly distinguishable as having been from that movie as anything, right? D- do you know the movie Caddyshack? Of course. I- what do you mean, of course? Yeah. I mean, don't of course don't drop I of course on us right Caddyshack. now. I thought, to me, that movie is The Big Lebowski. There's many famous lines from that movie that I think are more recognizable. But maybe okay. I'm wrong. Uh, maybe. Uh, let's do one more. Go ahead, Bubba. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Ted Knight, Connecticut legend. Great guy. Uh, today is, of course, you, everyone knows this, pretend to be a time traveler day. So, yes, pretend to be a time traveler day. If you could go back into history to any time in the world, where are you going? Who you got? That, that's a thing. Pretend to be a time traveler day is a thing. Yeah, it's international pretend to be a time traveler day. Yeah, obviously. So you're asking me in what era December would I 8th, like yeah. to have lived? Well, no, not, not necessarily lived. You just travel back. Just a visit. You can just hang out. I mean, it's up oh, to you. Okay. You can go either one. One minute. Um, you can do either one. <laughs> That's a fascinating question, and I have no earthly idea how to answer it. Like, th- there's a part of me that, I don't know, like, I've always been, I don't, I don't even know how to answer it. Do you have an answer to this, Hembo? Yeah, I would go back to 1919, and I would convince Joe Jackson not to take the $5,000 oh, so that he could retain his baseball legacy and wind up in the Hall of Fame someday. So of all the things you could do in the history of mankind, of all the things you could undo, it would be that. Either that or I'd go into space with John Lennon. It would be that. <laughs> Not John Lennon. John Glenn, excuse you me. You could go into space with Michael Strahan now if you want to. Can we just send him to space next week and get rid of this guy? I, I, I don't have an answer to this question. I will give it some further thought. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us here. It's been a fun day, uh, and uh, we will see you back in Better Than Ever. Same time, same place tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.